Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. It's Cormac here on Room 104 and this part of the show is where you get to hear from uh, some of the best comedians working on Dublin and Ireland about unfortunately some of the worst gigs that they have ever had to endure. It just happens, you know, you, you gig enough, you're going to do some brilliant gigs, you're going to do some absolutely terrible gigs, but you know what, you look back at them and you laugh afterwards. The person joining us on the line this evening, he is a co-founder, resident MC of the Cherry Comedy Club, which over the last couple of years has become one of the best comedy clubs in Dublin, uh, every Monday night anyway, upstairs in Wheelands. Brilliant night if you haven't checked it out already. He's performed at the Vodafone Comedy Festival, uh, all the main gigs around the country. You'll see them in the international on a regular basis. Dwayne Dugan joins us on the line now. Dwayne, how are you, man? I'm not bad. I'm not bad. Comic, how are you? Good, good. Before we get into your uh, into some of the worst gigs that you've done right over the last few years, how long are you doing stand up? Doing stand up just about four years now or so, something like that. Is it not longer than that? Only four years? Yeah, I think like 2015, summer 2015. Uh, graduated college and had to fill my time somehow. <laughs> yeah. So, come here, why, why, um. Why did you want to get into comedy? I guess, like like everybody else, I was just always such a fan of it. And uh, I think I'd written a set when I was like 15 or 16. Yeah. And I'd performed it uh, against a brick wall near my house with a video <laughs> camera and thought that I was a superstar. <laughs> and just never got around to actually doing it like properly. So yeah. I was like, I think, yeah, 16, I, I, I tried to write a first set and I didn't do my first gig until I was 26. So it's, yeah, it, it took a while, but uh, just kind of, Eventually, I needed something to do, and it was thankfully it's working out all right. So, did you use the same set from when you were sixteen when you were twenty six? <laughs> I remember there being a roast in there about um, the former Irish defender Sean St. Ledger. <laughs> I think he'd made a mistake there recently, you know. So, I was going after the controversial topics from day one. Yeah, yeah, controversial topical content uh, from exactly. from back from back ten years previous. So, um, you're obviously running the the cherry has gone phenomenally well over the last couple of years. Brilliant comedy club. And it always always does really well. But apart from you know those good gigs and good clubs, I'm sure there's been some some tougher gigs along the way. What have been one or two of the uh, the shittest gigs you've ever had to do? When I was thinking about this now, the problem was is like right, I couldn't narrow down if, like just down to one because there's there's, there's there's very different stories. Yeah. Like all of them, all of them ended painfully. And one of the ones I thought about is we used to do these college road shows uh, uh, under Cherry Comedy and we just take some of the newer acts because like, we were all brand new at the time so we just got up and down the country going to colleges and doing things and we were just putting on stand-up shows everywhere and then one time they said, right, can you do Cherry Comedy does 8 out of 10 cats does count then and like, even just saying that there I'm very confused about so, what's actually yeah. going to happen so we did, basically we tried to do an episode of that show and as it started, 
Uh, we asked uh, one of the girls who was performing with us if she would be the Rachel Riley type, and then she took exception to go, "No, I'm the blonde girl, so I have to play the blonde girl." And uh, I wanted to try and impress her at the time, so I was like, "Well, no, I'll be the blonde girl." So now I'm up there in a dress that was bought to fit a much smaller woman, <laughs> trying to do this gig in the middle of uh, it was a Waterford IT in their in their uh, kind of canteen kind of a place. So we were promised. Like, you know, there was our fee and then there was a couple of pints and a dinner afterwards. And we were like, great. And as the gig came to a close, the kind of the episode came to a close, there's that usual point where just, you know, the culmination will end and just even as a reflex, people will clap or just cheer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know when they planned this, but everybody's just kind of chanting, you're shit and you know you are. Oh, no. And then as we left... The guy who booked us just went, maybe we'll skip the pints and the, and the, uh, the dinner lads. <laughs> I say, you just best get on the road. <laughs> For your own safety, I think. We'll, uh, do you take yourself in that dress and you just get out of here? Oh, uh, he was not happy at all. He was just, as he handed over the money, he was just like, right, that's my reputation but, on the line right now. Yeah, but hang on, but was this his idea to put on those three shows in one? I think it was, but we were, we were the ones who said that we could do it. And I'm pretty sure we were in the car down watching YouTube clips trying to figure out what it was. <laughs> I just say that there was preparation. I, I, I'd be, I'd be bold-faced lying. Yeah, yeah. So the idea, what, like, what was the, was there a format? How did it start? Like, how do you start that gig? And was there many people there? Like, oh, it was full. I think it was like during their rag week or yeah. something like that. So you know, it was like, oh, and if I'm actually not mistaken, I think we were replacing Foil Arms and Hog. Who were original uh, on some of the posters and stuff like that? So I think you know they got rescheduled or something. So I think a lot of people turn up expecting them as well. Oh no! Yeah, hopefully we did the lads justice. <laughs> yeah, they love their countdown and their eight out of ten cats. <laughs> God, I imagine this was was this like an afternoon gig as opposed to an evening nighttime gig? Yeah, sometime in the afternoon. I think you know. I think they had a night the night before, and this is where they all wanted to come to unwind and. They did not get that from us at all. <laughs> right, impressive. So, what are one or two of the other ones as well that you have? I remember, I remember one now, and it was at uh, the Comedy Store in London, which obviously is like forty going on fifty years old. You know, one of the biggest clubs in the UK, yeah. and they have this night once a month where it's basically where new acts who they don't know can kind of go and audition and try and impress. Uh, except they have us under this guise it's called a gong show and there's 400 people in there and the MC will go up and he will as well there's also 30 acts on doing 5 minutes each if they can do 30 or 5 minutes each and they give 3 audience members cards if they don't like what they see they encourage you to hold up the card and if you get your 3 cards you're gonged off and then on top of that he's like right well if you don't have a card which is the majority of them yeah he encourages them to hurl abuse as bad as they can at you. And on top of this, the MC himself is sitting on the stage with a live microphone. And so, like, what? it's your, oh, it, it is absolute torture. Like, it's called, I think it's called the UK's worst open mic comedy. <laughs> That's on their posters. Holy shit. But they're ready for blood. They want blood so bad. They're screaming at you. And I go up sometime in the second half. And see, that's the thing as well. They have 30 acts on and they know they're still going to finish it within two hours. They're just, they're going mad up there. I went up. He said that I was Irish. One card went up straight away. Before he even said a word. <laughs> yeah, he voted for Brexit, that dude in the crowd. <laughs> I then tell my first joke, which gets no reaction. And the MC sitting on the stage just says for everyone to hear, 
interesting choice there, opting to open the show with a shit joke. And I start to panic now because they're screaming at you. There's people, there are all, all sorts of colourful language being shouted your way. And it just it got to the point. I, I'd lasted like a minute and a half, but without saying anything at all. <laughs> and I'm just looking around. And the third woman, it was up to her. If she put up her card, I'm done. But she's in the front row looking at me going like, you can do it, you can do it, mm. you can do it. So now I start shouting at her. Oh, She won't put me out of my misery. And that's terrifying me right now. And then some guy just to the left of me just goes, "Ah, oh, you're shit. And I panic and I just kind of like shout and go, no, mate, you're shit. <laughs> and it, it, was, oh, it was one of the most horrific things I've ever been through. And I went up to the back afterwards. Uh, my girlfriend was there with her friend. And uh, she just dumped you, did she? She was just like, you're sick, get out of here. <laughs> well, fortunately, she had done it, I think, the month before and had done better off. So she was just being a bit smug about it. And uh, But her friend was there and it was a good friend of hers who I was meeting for the first time. And then she just has to, like, she's, you know, talked to me 20 minutes before the show and she had to give this real nice kind of very fake ah you were okay and it's just like you know when people are just lying to you and then as we walk out I find out that it's that girl's birthday as well I'm just like oh this is not a way to be introduced to me at all ruining your birthday in in front of 400 people so that sounds like absolute horror I've heard of those kind of red card shows before whatever where you know you get three reds and you're out and you're done the gong shows I didn't realise it was literally lambs to a slaughter oh it is like the, 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 there's kinder ones out there but this one is um, like if I had to say that was the most humiliating thing I've ever been through I'd probably say that but like I can say that now with a smile because I've gone back and done it since and it's fine once you know what you're getting in for but if you don't know what you're getting in for my god it is absolutely wild and the weird thing is is that because anybody can sign up every single month there's at least like five or six people doing that and it's their first ever gig anywhere oh you serious like I, I I don't even know how I'd wake up the next day you know to come here. Like, imagine how bad your first gig is anyway yeah yeah Having on top of your people Jesus. screaming at you like is there a green room in the background where all the comedians are there like just like injured soldiers lying there just kind of hating life oh no like there's the, the array of people that show up to this they don't let them into any sort of confined space that would be even more danger to themselves I think and then uh, like let's say you, you do well at it and you get your five minutes is there any anything from it that you might get so I think if like I think it's usually about two or four people will beat the five minutes and at the end they have to go up and do one more minute and then whoever's remaining the audience cheer for their favours and I think that person then gets to come try five minutes some other time yeah like a proper one of the normal kind of comedy nights sure like the, it's still not the best reward after going through all of that but like <laughs> for somehow it's a goal so you have to go for it anyway come here, come here. when you finished up and you got off stage like uh, how what, what was your head like oh like I'm sweating now even just trying to remember this bringing back this <laughs> sorry <thing. laughs> A war veteran trying to recall what <laughs> it was like. PTSD or whatever. That's it. Like, it, like it was just, it was. I was just blindsided. Like you, could, like, you come off and you're like, right, where was I the last two minutes? And you realise what just happened. Like it almost just felt as if I don't know. You just, you just went, you just went in and into this like room and just had everybody in the world just start shouting at you. And then you get to leave after a while. And somehow it's meant to be a relief, but it's very much not God I'd encourage everybody to go give it a go <laughs> it's like yeah it's a rite of passage in some way shape or form God that's that's pretty intense I'm getting yeah. sweaty handed and nervous even just thinking about that 
it's 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 yeah. I think I think everyone should do it once just to uh, just to know what uh, just what, cl- what true, true pain feels like. <laughs> yeah, just to collect that badge and go. You've unlocked the humiliation badge. Congratulations. Like you, you, you get over colds fairly quickly once you've experienced that before. Yeah, I imagine that's a pro- supposed to be a good thing to do in in a way, in a weird way to go over and just be do that, and then any other terrible gig you've ever done will be kind of like at least it wasn't bad as that hell that was over in the the Gong Show, the Comedy Store. Um, <laughs> What I was going to say is, is there like that's obviously is is that the worst of the worst you've ever done? Then I'd say like that was proper embarrassment and humiliation. You know that was yeah. that was kind of you know I think one of the most the worst gigs, which which you know doesn't doesn't scare me so much was I did the Cork Comedy Festival a couple of years ago, and they put us on at like ten p.m. at night because the show was just all over the city. Yeah, but then our show got pushed back because one went before, so I don't think we're starting until sometime after eleven. On a Saturday night, they've oversold the tickets. This is a room packed, I think, fit for about 80 people, probably has about 100 in it. And it just happens to be my mother's uh, 50th birthday that her friends have decided to take her to see this show. Lovely. But her, like everybody else, had been drinking since five or six o'clock. The show had gone longer, so they drank even more, and everybody was absolutely off their face. Like, just too much drink in everybody. Too much drink even in us, just trying to wait around. Yeah. And I've established that my mother's in the audience that it's her birthday that I'm her son and I'm the host and I have to be a happy-go-lucky guy. And then all of a sudden she stands up at the back and <laughs> she doesn't remember this, fortunately. Um, but I do. And she just screams out, Dwayne, your mommy loves you very much. <laughs> Are you serious? Like, I have to be an authority figure at this stage and I, you can't because I've, I've already just pointed out that She's the, the the woman that raised me, birthed me, and it is her birthday as well. <laughs> so what happened after that? I remember I, I kind of I introduced a, a comedian after that. Who I think was comedian uh, Andrea Farrow. Yeah. And I kind of I pulled the mic away and I went, "Look, I'll give you an extra five minutes if you rip her to shreds because I can't do that." Yeah, and Andrea yeah. just targeted my mother. It was just like da, 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 da. like it just built up and up and up to the point that I'm even there going, "Oh no, this is too much. This is too much." My mother's going to start crying. My mother's going to throw a glass at her. Something's going to happen, and then just culminate. I can't remember exactly what she said, but just something that made the whole audience kind of shiver and just go, "Oh, oh, that's yeah. that's too far." And my mother just stood silent for a second and then just went, Woo! And it was, she. I don't think she had a clue what was actually going on. She just agreed with everything that Andrea had said to her. And at that point, I think it was like, I think she tried to come in. She's like, I'm going to come to the after party. Uh, maybe you should go home now. <laughs> yeah, maybe you and your friends just do something, just something else. Yeah. Yeah, that was a hard one to go overcome. Yeah, I can imagine. You don't think your mother's going to be your worst heckler? Yeah, God. And especially if you're host, that you can't just get away with doing five or ten minutes and then you're you're done, you're you're back up again, you're like, oh, here we go. Oh, and she shouted on many occasions. <laughs> she, she was becoming the star of the show. <laughs> oh, Magic Dwayne, there's some impressively good ones. That gong one is going to be uh, <laughs> is going to be tough to beat. Like, a few people have come on and, and Tom O'Mahony has talked about, you know, uh, lads with shotguns at the front of a gig down in Tip, I think, or down in Cork, and then uh, other people who have had bra starting in the middle of the, the venue as well but just for pure anxiety and pure stress that gong show I think is, is definitely up there one of the worst ones I've ever heard of yeah I was glad I told another one afterwards because at the end of that I was like this is going to end on a very sour note Ooh. and I'm going to hang up the phone and start crying again <laughs> I'll be sorry I'll be, I'll be ringing every hour kind of going Dwayne Dwayne are you okay listen it's fine listen we won't leave it on a sour note because I know you've uh, you've gigged with some you know uh, huge acts uh, all of the main comedy festivals around the country and are running what is what is turning into be one of the best comedy clubs in Dublin at the moment but for you what has been the four years you're doing stand up what has been your favourite gig to, to have done my favourite gig um, 
I'd say I go back to uh, last year's Vodafone Comedy Festival in the Ivy Garden. So I, I was hosting Jason Byrne and a few other people on the big tent. It was my first time on like the main program, so then to be in the biggest tent, full of people on the Saturday. Like I don't get nervous before shows, but I got real nervous for like a week leading up to this stuff. Right, yeah. You know, even the fact that I didn't get nervous and now I am really threw me and I was just asking advice of people who did it before and as a host I love to do crowd work but people were just saying look nobody really does crowd work in uh, in those tents on those, uh, at that festival kind of a thing so maybe just steer away from it and I was like okay and like, I wanted to be respectful and take their advice but I also was like no this is my style it's kind of yeah, yeah of course these yeah. opportunities and stuff so there was just a moment then when you know, I, I took the opportunity, did a bit of crowd work, and it it hit. And you know, I, I was lucky enough that the, the pace started giving me a round of applause, and I just sat there watching like the full tent clap in front of me, and I was just like, okay, right. If it, you know, because you, you have doubts all the time, but then I was like, just looking at them in that moment, I was like, well, I, I mustn't be terrible if if I've gotten this far today, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can slowly get to repress the gong show, wipe the tear away from your eye, and go, <laughs> it's all working out. Even now, I'm just having a happy little memory, and I'm brought right back down. Sorry, 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 sorry. No, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so I mean, yeah, the Vodafone Comedy Festival, and you know, it's a huge stage and a huge gig to do. Where are you gigging now in the in the next one? I know, obviously, the, the cherry's still taking up a bit of your time, but other than that, anything uh, coming up that you want to plug? I say, yeah, uh, Cherry Comedy is probably the best one every Monday night in Wheeland. Uh, this coming Monday or next Monday, we're going to have our 200 uh, show. Oh, really? Wheeland. Congratulations, lads! Yes, yeah, so a little celebration there. Like if. I'm being completely honest. I think it's the 207th, but I missed the 200 and I went to the market. So uh, let's, we'll, we'll pretend it's the 200. <laughs> I think it says that in the event description, just in case anybody goes snooping. Someone who has actually been there to every show was like, "Sorry, Dan, um, <laughs> your numbers are off here a little bit. We can't. We can't yeah, do this." I, ha- I had to put the disclaimer just in case anybody anybody actually knew. But yeah, that, so that's coming up, and that's um, every Monday. Just um, trying to plan some good shows and. Yeah, people seem to be enjoying it. Yeah, so Ard Lohanlon was up there, I think, uh, was it this week or last week? Just this week gone, yeah. He came in and a couple of weeks ago then, and was like, Neil Zedemar and Dave McSavage, and just, you know. It's nice that, you know, when they're kind of testing out some of their yeah. stuff, they decide to, to come try it out there. So it's always it's always a good place to kind of come. You see a different mix of acts, you know, new and uh, established all in the one show. Yeah, so if you're listening and you haven't been to the, the Cherry Comedy uh, upstairs at Whelan's Monday's night, Monday nights, it's definitely something you should check out before uh, before long because, yeah, as Dwayne said, a whole range of really established acts, seasoned comedians, you'll know from the telly and from doing all the, the circuits and the tours around the country and newer acts who are emerging as well. Brilliant room, brilliant venue, brilliant setup as well. But uh, Dwayne Dugan, thanks for popping on My Worst Gig this evening. I hope I haven't re-traumatised you too much. I'm just going to go find a duvet and cuddle around for a while, but I should be okay. <laughs> no worries, man. Thanks a lot for popping on. Thank you. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.